For the last year, I've spent every day trying to figure out what a father of two said after a press conference. Or, if you want to get technical about it, and apparently I do, after a season ticket holder event one day in 2018. This search can sometimes feel undignified on my part. Uh, I've had to be told about this man's sex life, where, how often, from which, uh, mother of his children, uh, about the notes that they passed back and forth um, through the WhatsApp, um, about his drug habits, um, his relationship, and those um, with his parents, um, neighbors, and um, local district attorneys. And I'm not a detective or a private investigator. I'm not even a beat reporter. But yes, every day this year, I've tried to figure out the alibi of a 42-year-old man. Before I get into why I've been doing this, I just want to point out something I'd really never thought about before I started working on this story. And that is, it's really hard to account for your opinion on an NBA player that you think might be leaving next year, particularly if that player is polarizing. Now, imagine that this is a player who is the best player on your whole team. If you defend him and then he leaves you'll feel like a fool. If you unfairly criticize him and he stays, you look like a huge idiot. Now, imagine this indecision is happening to you right now, and you are probably pretty close to what Celtics fans are feeling right now. From WEY Sports Hub Boston, this is Series L, one story changing from week to week. The first thing I learned about attempting to contact Sullivan James Sullivan is that he's something of a celebrity in the Walpole Correctional Facility's Family Court Division. This is because Mr. Sullivan is the only member of that division, and yet he makes it financially viable for the state to operate such a wing because he is so often arrested on an assortment of family court-related crimes. Most recently, Sullivan was brought to a hearing on child endangerment due to intoxication and was charged with contempt of court. Sullivan attempted to immolate himself in protest as monks had done in the past during the Vietnam Wars, but was only successful in lighting his Tweety Bird patterned hoodie on fire. And this is what I think of your kangaroo court. Uh, oh, oh, shit. Fuck, not doing anything. Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. I forgot. I spelled Rick and Morty Szechuan sauce. Oh, oh God damn it. Uh, <laughs> Matters were made worse when his Junko jeans became entangled and he fell into the witness stand while representing himself, resulting in the first dual contempt of court arson charge in Massachusetts history. Still, Sullivan sees his fights with family court as essential, and he's very proud of what he's doing. I, uh, I, I call myself Malcolm Y, you know, because of all the rights work I do for fathers and other men who have Y chromosomes. I, I see. And do the other inmates respect that? Sullivan? I'd I'd say they don't, no. I've been driving up to Walpole often to interview this man, and there's some things that jump out at me. He's a fiercely loyal person, and will often complain about the nature of fake friends and fake people. He'll often get excited about passion projects, like, for example, what he's working on today. I've, uh, I've had a lot of time with the law library, and I'm coming to the conclusion that, honestly, a lot of what Bang Bros does falls under public domain. Take, for example, what goes on with J-Mac and how often he's dressed This went on for a while, and we had used nearly all of our allotted time before I finally found an opening to have and Mr. Honestly, Sullivan tell me what was on his mind. And Jane Stevens, it just seems like a shame if there's just one guy, so I think that it's good um, that they set the thing in a locker room to begin with. I'm glad you brought up the locker room, because this was something I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, I, I think you just type in Ramey LaCroix, uh, Jada Stevens, share, and usually you'll end up with something pretty close, so you can at least click around the tabs there. The, um, that's not what I want to hear about. Um, I want to hear about what you might have said at the Ulster Draft House in Marlboro, Massachusetts, on October 4th, 2018. Many are telling me that um, you were actually very vocal that night. Uh, that's what I was told. I, I don't really remember much. I actually found the arresting officer who had confronted Sullivan that night. Mr. Uh, well, Sullivan was very drunk, and he doesn't entirely remember what happened that night. So the, this local police officer actually agreed to give me an eyewitness account on the condition of anonymity. <clears throat> yeah, I was, I was off duty, uh, and I had to pay my daily respects to the great Bobby Orr. And I got- this is the officer I was talking about. He's uh, 
he's something of a stocky man, um, a little bit under 5'10", but he's also very, very wide in the neck area. I had met him, and he was actually eating several hot dogs at once. It actually took me several minutes before uh, he was actually finished eating the hot dogs, and we could resume with the interview. Daily yeah, respect. Every, every day, I like to go over to Bobby and uh, thank him for the food we are about to receive. And then I crush about 10 beers. Anyway, I'm oh on my. four. And I get the AZP for the Sullivan guy screaming down the street on Portland with his dick squint swinging about, talking about, uh, yelling, at his, yelling at his kid about some Kyrie character. Oh, boy. So this was what I was looking for. This was the bit of information that I had heard that somewhere in Boston, there was a man who was brave enough in the dying moments of the Kyrie Irving interview in which he committed to Boston, who would tell anyone who listened that he did not believe Kyrie Irving meant it. So so you're saying that this this man who was screaming at his son about Kyrie Irving, do do you remember what he was saying? I mean, it started, I roll up at the pub, and I see this little scrawny kid flying through the window, and oh this, this fella comes out saying, hey, if you think Kyrie is so good, then why don't you try to fly over to his apartment building and sell, tell him yourself? Because this guy is a freaking loser. It was something like that. Sullivan, he says that uh, I, I talked to the arresting officer before I came over here, and he says that you might have thrown your son bodily out the window. Uh, I, I might have. Look, I might. I don't know. It was so long ago. I mean, do you ever do you remember every time you throw your son out the window? I, I sure don't. And honestly, at this point, I'm kind of losing track of which son. Um, I'm going to guess it was Bert because he's the one who causes the, you know, the biggest trouble and, you know, calls the ACS worker and everything like that. But I honestly don't totally remember. One person who did remember was the arresting officer. So you struck him uh, in some way. Did he attack you or something? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really like to, to hear uh, the, when I see somebody hurting a child like that, especially when they're uh, talking about Kyrie, you have to understand, all of Boston was screaming and praising the fact that this character was going to come back to Boston until they wanted him back. You can't go around talking to all these people and hitting your kids and throwing them out the window, thinking that they're you know, going to be uh, flying off the ground and hovering like a damn alien. You can't be doing that in these streets. So I'm going to teach you a lesson. And I started by kicking him straight in the butt cheek. Wow! So that so this escalated to violence. Then this was this was not a, a usual type of uh, of standoff. Well, you have to see it. It doesn't really matter what I do. So if I just feel like somebody needs to get kicked in the ass cheek, you know, I'm gonna kick him in the ass cheek. I understand. That's nope. what. That's my right as a cop. So you're. You know, I was off you, duty at the time. So you're able to corroborate this, that this man, Sullivan James Sullivan, was actually unhappy with the Kyrie Irving news, and he, he actually didn't believe it. Yeah, I was very confused, because, like, uh, he was one, I yeah, he was the only person that day that was actually angry that this, uh, the saying he's, like, a top top 10 player or whatever, yeah, that he's not going to come, he's going to... He's going to leave, which didn't make any sense, because, like, the guy actually said in his words, I'm here as long as you have me. So now, now bear in mind that, you know, you, you, you are being protected by anonymity here. Knowing what you know now, uh, do you feel that, you know, Sullivan has been perhaps mistreated or uh, even maligned by yourself and other citizens of Boston? Well, you got to hear these things that they're coming on the radio waves. And it's like, and they're saying like, this Kyrie character is not actually good and he's making the team worse. And I was like, you know, maybe they're right. And I'm like, where did this come from? And, and you think, do you think that maybe, maybe it was Sullivan? Sullivan might've been the person that this came from. And, you know, maybe he was the one trying to warn us. I don't know. This guy's pretty much wacko. Uh, you know, he takes a beating pretty good. Like, 
you know, he didn't complain once. He actually kind of, he kind of grunted, like I would say, in a happy way, like midway through the beatdown, and that kind of took me off. I was like, I didn't, I never encountered that before. Kind of made me stop, and uh, I kind of, I kind of, I motioned him off to my other. The the cops finally got at the scene. I was like, I don't really need to be here. I'm off duty. Bobby Orr is down the street. Got six left, six more beers to drink in front of Bobby. So he, uh, he'll, he'll understand that I love him so much. So I was like, this is, that's a better gig. So after that, I don't, I don't really know much. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a shimmer. Like whenever I think about him in the past, he kind of appears as a shimmer. Do you think that he might be a victim of uh, the persecution of Boston sports fans? I can't say you're wrong when you say something like that. Well, I, I think I think uh, you know many people have posited that you know perhaps this man is sort of the embodiment you know of of what is wrong with the system and how unfairly Boston sports fans have been treated for um, you know you know decades. Those aren't my words, but you know I'm interested to hear how you who has so much perspective on this thinks about that. He might be the prince that was promised. So I really. I can't really say if it's a good thing or a bad thing that he uses his knowledge as a nuclear weapon to inflict on the people around him, but who am I to say? I'm just a cop. I don't, I don't deem right and wrong here. I just, uh, just call it like I see it. So what is the truth about Sullivan, James Sullivan? What was this truth that he knew? And how far does this truth go? Find out this and more this season on Series L. <laughs> Everyone's gonna have a fun time editing that shit. <laughs> Especially with the fucking five minutes siesta. <laughs> a poor guy. He's gonna be getting off work at like eleven. <laughs> Just fucking doing this shit. We should we should tell him he doesn't need to do it tonight. Like because we're, we're gonna record again tomorrow. Support for Series L comes from MailChimp. Over 700 users worldwide use MailChimp to enrich their body and actually give themselves a natural, new, soft three inches. Try out MailChimp, supporters of Series L, today. It's two the next. It's five in the last. Oh gosh, well, welcome inside to the Sam Sheehan Show. I'm your host, Sam Sheehan. Uh, that that was an incredibly Nikito Kometa draft lottery. Uh, that's, that's a Dagan Roper reference, uh, which you would have played if you were Volsel like me. Uh, Volsel, of course, stands for voluntarily celibate, uh, which means you respect women so much that uh, we completely stay away from them, uh, mm-hmm. which is a more feminist position Back than women. that of the incel, uh, who we are nothing alike. Except for our sex lives and our anime collections. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but good. You know what, Sam Sheen? You, I love the sound of you. You sound like a real stand-up guy. When I am made president, I am going to make you the czar of sports. And part of that will this be that you will be able to summarily <laughs> execute Bill Simmons, who previously uh, yes, wanted the czar of sports. Two separate Bernie Sanders impressions uh, on this on this show. The, <laughs> Just regular Bernie Sanders, then of course uh, Larry David, the award-winning Larry David, Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Um, Larry David, Bernie Sanders. Yes. yes. Oh, well, in all seriousness, um, this is the ATO show. I'm actually Matt Ignall. Um, oh what? Do, doing doing the Bernie oh, Sanders shit. impression. That that was Sam Sheehan. Did I just get catfished? <laughs> oh my motherfucker! You, you just heard uh, Lucky's pipe. Uh, we also got my brother Jonathan and Jack Michael here. Uh, what a day! Me? Oh my gosh! What a day! That that was looking really bad for a second. I mean, it's still kind of bad. Um, it's pretty bad, but, but it was looking like worst case, like doomsday. Oh, yeah. It it it's it's top ten percent of worst case scenarios, I would say. Yes, but it could have been worse. I mean, Jonathan called yeah. me up at you know when the top when we knew what the top four was, and uh, at that moment, um, yeah, it was like the Nagito scene where he actually does have the. Uh, gun to his head um anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
but, was going to be eminent suicide. Yeah, utter, I was going to commit seppuku. Yeah, yeah. Utter disaster um, was actually averted. Um, but I have twenty questions here for our roundtable. Um, oh, I somehow okay. I somehow table. wrote out twenty questions here. Let's start. Um, all right, number one. Uh, what was the funniest moment from the draft lottery? Yeah, that yeah, that was kind of my take. Um, it may have been David Griffin just like deadpanning the entire thing and hiding his emotions, but uh, you have to respect that. I don't know. The Knicks getting top four and not hitting is quite amusing to me. I don't know. I I like I I I was very I was very happy to see um, the the Twister actress back again. Um, I kind of want the Hawks to be continue being bad because she's just a fun addition. That's probably the the only thing that was good about the draft lottery to me is I like her energy. There was there was no humor whatsoever except no. for maybe like Celtics fans' pain and then elation. So you know how in Cleveland they always said it was uh, Nick Gilbert who had all the luck in the. What if it was mm-hmm. actually David Griffin in the war room when they actually do the picks? It's all David Griffin who's the lucky guy. That would be something. Was he in the organization that far back? I guess he Possibly. was. He was, a, he was assistant GM, I guess. When who, Whoever, who did they fire? Wasn't there someone else, like, in the usual um, yeah, Dan just Gilbert, just up. culling like, of people? He like, wasn't the GM when they was, drafted, um, what's his face? The not the not good one that we Anthony Bennett. Um, yeah, I know. But like, he was like in, he was still in the he was in the, the administration. Was, yeah, in, in September 2010, he was named VP of Basketball Operations, and then oh. in 2014, early 2014, uh, he was named General Manager after the. He's had a very Chris Grant. He's had a very Quiburn rise to power uh, in the Cleveland organization. Like uh, to the uh, Dan Gilbert Cersei of just murdering everyone higher than him um, until he eventually got the top spot. So is this like a deep David joke Griffin. you're doing right now, Sam? Like a, a ringer <laughs> parody? <laughs> this is the precapables and uh... this is uh, here we Sorry, go. Dude. Let me just what's up? Let me this just is start crying. Jason Concepcion. Crying. We're, we're doing talk, watch the thrones. You know, Jason, I just I couldn't believe I could not believe that they did not touch the wolf and they killed him and the dragon and the dragon died for no reason. The scorpions up, they didn't everybody? even do anything in the final battle. This the scorpions missed. They shot as good as Terry Rozier in the playoffs. Oh, That's what All right. Question number two. The Celtics are going to be picking 14th. Oh, we should mention that the uh, the, the part of the reason why um, after the top four it was pretty good. It looks like uh, the Grizz are probably going to uh, draft John ja Morant um, and trade Mike Conley. I'm assuming that's like most likely what's going to happen. So they'll suck, and that pick will probably roll over again. Um, hey, you never know. Maybe. You never know with Chris Wallace behind the wheel where, where they're going to go. Wait, the the. The Grizz pick, I thought it conveyed. It's conveying, right? It the the Grizz are picking too. What? Yeah, I, I I missed the draft. Like, oh, okay, forget all my mopiness. No, we're fine. Never mind. We're golden, baby. Wait, what do you think? I, th- I thought I thought that the Lakers <laughs> jumping them bumped them to nine. I didn't realize they jumped up. No, I couldn't oh, yeah. watch. I was at work. I, I was yeah, like watching this so all on Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah, Never mind. We're fine. We're yeah, going. yeah. That's okay. why I was so. That was why I was so doom and gloom, and I was because that was that was actually going to be the worst case scenario. Was the Lakers yeah. getting? Was the Lakers getting um, four and? The I mean, it's still kind of. The, yeah, the Grizzlies getting nine because then the Celtics don't really have any. Well, anyway, I'm I'm probably jumping ahead. Well, we should probably no. We should probably talk so, more so, yeah, about this because while we're here, because I I wrote out these questions mostly before the lottery. Um, okay. So yes. So, okay. So one was the Pelicans, which kind of puts um, it, not trading Anthony Davis more in play. Um, yes, it does. Uh, but we'll, you know, we'll see what happens there. Two is the Grizzlies. I think, like I said, the most likely thing to me seems to be trade Mike Conley, draft John Morant um, in some order, um, and yeah. that's good for the Celtics because that pick doesn't convey. And could very well roll over again, although the even lottery odds um, put that into question. But uh, that went pretty well. Extremely cool team, though, with John Morant and um, uh, Jack 
Just Triple J. Um, Triple J, yeah. Um, yeah, Jared Jackson Jr. No, that, I, and um, yeah, I mean, I think that is kind of a best case scenario, you know, especially when having a talented point guard, um, the point guards just develop slowly. You know, maybe maybe Morant will be the, the you know, the kind of the guy who bucks this trend. But a lot of times point guards, even when they're having really good seasons, really struggle. Um, and I think that that'll probably suppress the Grizzlies wins at least a little, little bit. Um, I mean, look at how good of a se- good I'm, I'm doing air quotes here. Good of a season uh, Trey Young had, and he was actually pretty bad. <laughs> like everyone was very impressed, and he was still like pretty bad. Like, so I really don't think there that like there's going to be much contribution there, and I, that's actually a pretty good case scenario mm-hmm. for the Celtics because now the protections are going to fall to six. Um, and if the Grizzlies wind up in there again, are bad enough again. Then it gets really juicy. Then then it comes it comes down to top three, um, and I don't know. The Grizzlies might be able to turn it around by then, but the way the West is shaping up these days, it, I just can't see it that a young rebuilding team can put it together quickly enough in two years. So, you know, if the Celtics can get a little lottery luck again next year, they could really have another top three, top four pick coming at some point, or or to dangle in the Anthony Davis trade, which is what where we were kind of going before. Yeah, um, John Morant. Definitely cannot shoot yet. Um, he can definitely pass it, uh, but he also can't defend. So I'm expecting, you know, if he gets there, and he might because he's a pretty athletic dude and has good instincts and stuff, um, it's, it's probably going to take a bit. Um, all right. Well, that was question one. Uh, the Celtics will be picking 14th. Just shout it out. Who's, you, who's, who's your guy at 14? Uh, Zion Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually don't want the 14th pick, and I'm going to drive it to the airport myself. i honestly i was i was kind of saying this before the draft i've done a little draft stuff i've like actually looked at some of the things the thing with this draft is once you get past like the top four guys maybe even top three guys it's really not that big of a difference like between at least i think between like five and four like 14 like you can get a really solid yeah, <laughs> you hear that Lakers fans? That would be that would be very good. Oh my god, if the Lakers get RJ Barrett, I'm going to. Oh, that's going to be amazing. No, that was the I funniest moment of the draft it. lottery when they put basketball IQ at a check mark next to RJ Barrett. That was the single uh, funniest moment. Dude, I just want yeah. Dude, LeBron getting iced out of his own like game. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I didn't even I didn't trade to I didn't pass the Zion. Like I'm gonna pass to you, bro. Get out of here. RJ Barrett is Dion Waiters 2.0. He is the heir apparent. He's not as fun as Dion because Dion's like uh chunky and just more fun. But it like it's gonna happen. We are gonna get some awesome, awesome gifts of him asking LeBron for the ball and just being <laughs> exasperated when he doesn't he doesn't get the touch. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like all the guys that we're going to wind up liking are not going to be available at 14. Um, so, uh, hello. Really? I don't think Brandon Clark's going to make it to 14. Uh, maybe not, but there's there's a lot of – I mean, there's, there's some fun guys in here. There's like uh, Mikhail Alexander-Walker. I'm, Danny is going to love a guy that we haven't even heard of yet. Um, like Grant Williams isn't going to make it to 14. Like no, no one who's like thick and jacked. Really? Basically, is going to make. Is you don't think Gray Williams will make it to fourteen? Nah, I, I, like I they know. showed videos of him shooting, and it looks good. And I mean, he's a good player. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, there's there's point, other guys like like, Danny... like like John Tate Porter is like injured, and you, you know a lot of these guys, any a lot of guys the Celtics draft aren't even going to play anyway. But there's 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 guys like that who are out there who could end up being. You know, an OG and an OB type, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, one of those guys who slid into the you know, lower back half of the draft somewhere or close to it. And I, I don't know. I, I I don't think that's necessarily bad. Um, and I, I think that, you know, I think they're also going to be able to get a pretty good player at 20. Uh, or I, I'm, That's where the Clippers pick ended up, right? 20, I think. Yeah, they got 14, yeah. 20, 22. Yeah. I fully expect this pick to be traded, honestly. Like, I think Danny needs to get an all-star to keep Kyrie, and I think that's going to be his, whether or not it's AD, maybe it's maybe it's somebody else. 
Um, all right, breaking news. All right, um, the Celtics lost 4-1 to uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, that was fun. Um, Giannis uh, had... I think that had, happened. Giannis... Giannis murdered us um, today uh, with the quote, uh, against Boston, you can go down 1-0 and still be fine, but against Toronto, it's hard to be in that spot when you lose the first game in your home. Um, so my question I mean, number three is, damn, Giannis, why? I respect it. I mean, look, I mean, we, we, we got him last year with half our team, uh, when half our team was diagnosed with MRSA, so – you know, I get your shots in. You know what I'm saying? Like his team's the best team. Uh, you know, with Durant out, probably the best team in the NBA right now. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I think you. This is part of being online and being part of basketball Twitter. You gotta when you get when you get your ass kicked, you gotta kind of take this shit laying down. So, you know, in order to be able to dish it out later on. So. Um, uh, Giannis has earned the right to dunk on us, I think. Yeah, Giannis is our, our daddy MVP, and he's going to go in the finals. So, yeah. do whatever the fuck he wants. And it would be cool if take the as many Bucks... steps on offense as he wants. It would be Sweet. cool if the Bucks swept the Raptors. That would be cool. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get we'll we'll get there. Jonathan's got to take there. Um, all right, question number four. Um, what the hell, Terry? Terry Rozier had quite a day. Uh, uh, what's uh, what's your guys' take on Terry? Let's let's turn this over to Jack Michael, resident Terry Rozier. Uh, absolutely, one hundred percent support. Um, <laughs> there was there was an internal hit job on him in, within the Celtics organization all season long. Him and Danny Ainge, you saw it, they 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 poisoned Danny Ainge to make him have a heart attack and. They're trying to get everyone born on March 17th out of the organization. And so they, like, I think Brad Stevens is behind it. He might be leading a splinter cell organization just trying to get Danny Ainge and, and Terry Rozier out of the organization. And I think, it's, I think it's despicable. And this is, I have years of research on this. Um, and uh, if anyone's interested, you know, DM me. Um, but but yeah, I mean it's it's I, Terry's finally bringing the truth to light that uh it's, you know he needs more touches you know he he was second on the team that's not right he should have been first because you saw what Kyrie Irving did when he had the ball in the playoffs he lost us the game so if the ball Terry, Terry was first hand, last year what happened yeah exactly what happened we were one more game got farther in the playoffs mm-hmm. you know it's it's interesting to me that you bring up um, Brad Stevens. Um, because, you know, he's sort of always been like a Quiburn figure to me within the Celtics <laughs> organization. Sorry, I wanted to do a callback. <laughs> no, I think it's an interesting theory that he poisoned. Like, I think um, I think it might have been Mike Zarin saw statistics that Terry was last on the team in field goal percentage on drives. He was last on the team in – oh, shit, I have a list. But – <laughs> many statistics that revolve around oh pull up shooting, worst on the pull up shooting. Yeah, he couldn't run a pick and roll to save his fucking life. Uh, he touched the ball quite a quite a bunch, and uh, but it was his role was a sacrifice, obviously. So well, he really could can, do whatever he wanted on the bench. If I can, if yeah, I can catch on the flip side on that, then on the other, yeah. the only way that he can improve at those things is by getting more touches. So. In my opinion, he probably should have gotten the ball more so he could improve. <laughs> well, one thing that was brought up to me that I didn't realize was front court touches is all you actually care about, even though the, the ratio between back court and front court touches is pretty much the same for every point guard in the NBA. But it's really the front court touches that matter. So, And it's his minutes. He didn't get enough minutes, but he did get up a lot of shots. Not that many points. Points aren't that important, obviously. Shots are more important than well, points, it, I would he, argue. He was done wrong. It was really, it's bad, Brad's problem. Brad <clears throat> did a boo-boo, and, you know, Terry's just calling him how he sees it. And Terry's still a restricted free agent, but, uh, I mean, he's burning bridges uh, right now. I mean, question 4B here, uh, what's, like, the funniest landing spot for Terry Rozier? Nets. Yeah. 
China. China. <laughs> no, no, Terry Rozier. No, Terry Rozier going to the Knicks and um, like like getting an enormous amount of Dolan money and <laughs> to play behind like, Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. No. What, and no. <laughs> Did you see his face light up when Jaylen, uh, Jacoby was like, "Yo, you you're in New York. You want to play in New York?" And he's like. Hell yeah, God, yeah! That is a match made in heaven. That's gonna rule. Yeah. Oh, I hope it happens. Yeah. If yeah. there's, if if the basketball gods exist, um, that's where he'll end up. Well, and you know what? I I honestly don't think Terry would like be that bad. Like, if the Knicks truly nick out and like you know just do other insane shit. Like honestly, like if you give Terry Rozier, what's the uh, their their shitty second round pick? They think is good because he's a high volume guy. Mitch um, Robinson. No, the, the no, he's legit one. good. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Alonzo Trier. Yeah. Alonzo Trier. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin so, like, Knox. You're telling me. If, yeah, exactly. If you <laughs> if you give if you give Alonzo like if you give Terry Alonzo Trier his minutes, he actually might be like be a like Terry could be a good good stats bad team guy like that that probably is his destiny and him doing that on a he's gonna be like 18 6 and 6 with like 23 shots a game yeah the point guard andrew wiggins um gosh um yeah no zach low zach low either tim this year just saying he's just playing bad um Anyway. Dude, he looked like he got shot in the fucking ankle every time he saw a screen like out of the corner of his eye He's just like, fuck this, dude. I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> can, I, can I just... I uh, So this just came across my timeline. I just found this out. You, you know why New Orleans won, right? About oh, 15 minutes Riff, before... Riff, yeah, Riff 15, yeah, 15 minutes before the lottery, the Riffs man tweeted it. And he, of course, can post anything into existence. So once again, we have another Riffs man win. What were the he Pelicans said, 10? I hope, I hope New Orleans wins this shit. And then 10 minutes yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> they had Zion. Uh, the lifelong Pelicans man rides again. Yeah, honestly, yeah, he has so much draft power with the lifelong Pelican. It really is. All of his drafts. We're going to get Grant Williams. That's why we're going to get Grant Williams. It's, he's going to do it again. Yes, save us, save us, Riffs man. Um, Riffs man will give us Grant Williams. Question number five. Um... What was the coolest part about the the Lakers coaching search? Wow, oh, there's so much. Well, you know what? I liked I it when Kate. they brought in no. Well, when they brought in Jason Kidd, because you know what is it about Jason Kidd? He reminds me of Quiburn in a lot of ways, <laughs> in that he's always poised to rise up the ranks of the of the organization. I mean, that had to be the funniest part, right? That they said that the reason they didn't want Jason Kidd as a head coach was because he has a domestic violence history and then they just, yeah, but like assistant, that's cool. <laughs> like, they rule, dude. They're so bad. I, they rock. I love the Lakers. That's why I'm like, not that weirded out by them getting the fourth pick. Cause like, like what are they going to do? They're going to draft somebody they're going to use. They're going to get RJ. And then they're going to trade him to the Nets in order for them to absorb whatever $70 million Jabari Parker deal they signed him to this year <laughs> to, like, reopen up the cap space. What do you think happened? What do you think really happened with uh, Chris Stapp's Porzingis? I think I'm missing out. What happened? He got, was, he got like, jumped in, in, in where, where is he from, Latvia or Lithuania? Latvia. Yeah, he got, he got like, jumped. Um, no, nah. I, I don't be, I don't believe that. I think what happened was um, he was walking into a club and there was a gaggle of attractive women in front of him and he was staring at their bottoms and all of a sudden a door frame came in and his head was, was too tall for the door frame and he bonked it very hard. And then he was he was mad at the woman. So then he that was why that was why he shoved the woman in that video because he was mad that her, her butt had made him too horny and he bonked his head. On the uh, on the door frame, that's honestly the only thing that could have possibly happened in my mind. So is Porzingis is Porzingis is also then? No, he's horny. That's that's why oh. he's being punished oh. for being incel. Good. Okay. 
<laughs> Great. Good. Um, do we respect the Sixers ownership for uh, <laughs> uh, uh, extending uh, Brett Brown's contract? No, absolutely not. Okay. They disgust me still. So I changed I do, that question I do, on the fly. <laughs> I do like Brett Brown getting that money. You know, getting that. Uh, what is Josh Harris? I don't know. He's an executive of some shit. Getting that. You know, getting that. He's a hedge fund manager. Yeah, it's insane. yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, so good for Brett Brown getting that bag. You alum. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Brett Brown did that much wrong. I, I think it'll be interesting to see if he pays the bill for the other free agents. Yeah, like because I mean, at the end of the day, they still have problems, <laughs> roster problems. Question B on that: uh, They got to bring back Jimmy, right? Did the playoffs kind of prove that? Yeah. 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 Got to bring back Jimmy. Uh, Tobias Harris isn't that guy, and he was reduced in this series. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy was really good for that team. Yeah, like the takes, the takes were flying this year. Like you know, in like February and March, like oh, maybe you want to bring back Tobias instead of Jimmy. But yeah, I mean, they like the terms 60, uh, 82 game player and sixteen game player. I think Jimmy Butler is a sixteen game player, and Tobias Harris is an eighty two game player. All right, it's time to t- it's time for me to it's time for me to take. Um, uh-oh, what if uh-oh. what if uh, what if Tobias? All right, so what if Tobias and Jimmy uh, both should come back, and the one that should go, folks, it's Ben Simmons. No. Well, that's yeah, that's where's he going? He's uh, the Lakers trade for LeBron what? James. Yeah, but then but then you're still getting <laughs> that, uh, that Tobias Harris is staying in that same role, which he's not very good in. LeBron can at least shoot somewhat. LeBron's not in the dunker spot for 86% of the game. <laughs> like, like LeBron, LeBron can at least LeBron can do all the things that Ben Simmons can do without the clogged toilet floor spacing. So, I've seen LeBron hit at least 23s, which is yeah, infinity more than Simmons has made. I think Jimmy Butler is very good for Joel Embiid, and just going back to like the whole. Jimmy Butler is a bad teammate thing. I remember, I, I think it was in the uh, Toronto series, Jimmy telling Joel Embiid to shoot the ball from that from three every single time he gets it uh, in that situation. And I just that that reminded me of Kyrie yelling at, "Hey, I know we got a lot of Kyrie supporters on this show, but um, it reminded me of when Kyrie did the opposite and told Hayward not to shoot at the end of the game that one time. Like Jimmy got all this shit for being a bad teammate. I actually think uh, it was more Wiggins and Towns, and Jimmy is actually a really good teammate. I mean, yeah, they like they they really did look like they liked they liked each other as teammates and they liked each other as people, you know, during the playoffs. Like it was a, I, I mean, in my opinion, it was a good run for the Sixers. I didn't expect them to push the Raptors to seven games at all. So I mean, it, it could have been a byproduct of that, but it, it did look like they appreciated each other. Jonathan, give you a take. Might as well. I think. Yeah, no, I just I, I called Matt today. I was listening to Zach Lowe and Chris Herring, and they were both like praising both teams about how great of a series it was and how tough it was. Like, granted, it was tough, but about 80% of the players in that series were afraid to shoot the ball by the end of it. <laughs> and, um, I felt like it was a more, more of a knock on both teams. I mean, I think I might be wrong, but I think the Celtics could have taken both the Raptors uh, and the Sixers if, uh, if we didn't end up in Milwaukee's bracket. But I think Milwaukee is going to destroy the Raptors. I mean, you know, if you think... Giannis and Kawhi are kind of on the same tier and will kind of cancel each other out, then who would you rather rely on? Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton, Nikola Mirotic, Brooke Lopez, and Malcolm Brogdon, or like Pascal Siakam, who's a great on, on defense, has the yips right now. Kyle Lowry, you don't know what you're getting. And um, a bunch of guys who, like Danny Green, Mark Gasol, who are afraid to shoot. Or Danny Green's not afraid to shoot, but Mark Gasol and Pascal He's benched, Siakam, though. Afraid to shoot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right, though. Danny Green's been benched, though. Nick Nurse, for whatever reason, I, I don't know what he did to Nick Nurse, but he hasn't been, like, in-game at the end. I mean, Nick, Nick Nurse is swagging out, man. But, I like, just I think, can't believe I, there's so many guys who just don't want to shoot in that series. Well, I'll go to the, my grave saying that the Celtics would shit on the fucking Sixers six to five games. Yes, but absolutely. I think the Toronto Toronto's legitimate, but I think they looked more... Con, uh, more equal to the Sixers due to the fact that like OG didn't play as many games and 
Like he didn't have a great season this year, but I still think he's a very impactful player and a good player. Um, and he might be able to give them some kind of like offense when they were looking to like Ibaka. But I think those are legitimate teams. Question eight: Who has the highest approval rating on the Celtics right now? It's got to be Marcus Smart. Yeah, <laughs> Jalen Brown. Close. It's, it's Jalen Brown. Um, yeah, when everyone else seems to be going south quick and saying the most toxic worst things. Jalen Brown's handled this whole thing really well and um, he, he has a lot, of, a lot of smart people picking him over Tatum as a guy you'd rather build around. I, I don't really see it that way but uh, Jalen Brown's doing everything right. Yeah, I mean Jalen, I think in terms of Jalen versus Jason if we want to get into that, I think Jalen plays a better role if you want to put like, if you want to have a team built on all-star like ball dominant players like he he literally had what like eighth in touches like he he gets put in like a really small corner and he's expected to do a lot with it and he does like he hits shots even though he doesn't touch the ball at all and he drives with more veracity than anybody else on the team actually gets contact actually tries to go to the free throw line and he plays defense like he was taking he probably he played the best against Giannis in that series for defensively and like when you get him in when you get him out of like switching mode just for that guy mode he's good so yeah I think in terms of what they the team they want to build Jalen and ceiling I think Jason still probably has maybe the ceiling but still I think Jalen has a lot that he could do too so shout out Smarf and Jalen way to go guys question number nine uh why was the round ball rock pods uh, Nate and Danny impression um, funnier than ours? Oh, I missed it. Yeah, I didn't listen either. Shoot. All right. I would have to go back and listen to that. Apologies to round ball rock. I respect other artists and I'm willing to learn from other you know, people. I'd say we're kind of like the velvet underground of harassing the dunked on podcast, though. You know, maybe not everyone has heard our podcast, but everyone who heard our Nate and Danny impression went on to start their own Nate and Danny impression. Well, we're you like know, the, so, who's our Andy well, Warhol. Like, Andy? I mean, I did, I did come up with the idea of Nate Duncan or Hitler. <laughs> there you have it. True. Yeah. I, I was going to say, we're like the French, like the French resistance against the Nazis version, like that kind of underground <laughs> version of, uh, of, of Nate and Danny. Yeah. We are. yeah. We are occupied. <laughs> no, you know when we're good, like you said. No, when you when you're looking when you're looking at the 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 context of rich versus poor in this country, then you have to just say that you know the poor people are meant to be the rich people's blood bags, in essence <laughs> of moving capital throughout a system. So you know. If you're smart, you just take advantage of it. So I think that's a great reason why you should subscribe now. It's a limited offer. You know, you will get 30 free blood bucks, and you can use that to invest in your next entrepreneurial adventure. This is VC-backed by the same people that have brought you invasive medicine that will track your genetic history and lie to you and tell you you have – uh, bone cancer and that you need to to go into $300,000 of debt but it's a good company it was backed by Warren Buffett so you know you know that it's good blood app wait wait hold on promo I, code I just got, BLD baby this, this is this is just coming across Twitter um, guess what Tim Frazier has been waived so they're not going to pay the luxury tax <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 Red Claw's legend, Tim Frazier, to you, sir. <laughs> Former G League Finals MVP or MVP, I can't remember. I love I love when players on the fringes of the league get fucking cut to dodge luxury tax. It, oh God! Wait, did he really that, just get cut? No, I'm 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 making I'm making up oh. that they're always they're always really excited whenever like like fun fringe of like the team roster guys get cut to like dodge. Tax savings, like fuck yeah, those guys aren't getting paid two million dollars. This rules. Oh, I was gonna say, that was that was that was the gist of um, the round ball rock 
impression. Oh, really? Oh. They they were mad that uh, the Raptors won because that means Kyle Lowry has to be paid more, which means they're going to pay an extra billion in luxury tax. <laughs> it's quite good. <laughs> Maybe we should play. Oh, As yeah, a, they're, they're part of the Genius Collective, so... Um, yeah, yeah shout out to Rock. So, for making the conference finals, Kyle Lowry, the star point guard of the Toronto Raptors, got mm-hmm. a $500,000 bonus, which now is going to cost the Raptors one $2.5 million in luxury oh tax. It's a nightmare! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Raptors fans should be rioting! It's terrible. It's, How it's, could they do this? I gotta say, it is one of the worst moments in the history of the Toronto Raptors franchise. Oh but god, it's, but it's good shit. It's so funny. I love tickle me Elmo, Danny. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Poor Danny. <laughs> Poor I got, Danny. I gotta. I mean, I'm a, I'm a little I'm a little mad we got beat at our own game, but I mean, hats off. That's just good. No, that That's was... just good potting. <laughs> All right, um, next, I'm just going to skip a couple questions here because they're kind of shitty. Um, <laughs> all right, where do we stand on the Kobe versus Kawhi debate? The what? The Kobe versus like, Kawhi debate. Who's, who's a better player who's, who's all the time? Be- or yeah. just who's, like a <laughs> who's got the better piece? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't – I really I, – I, I am the ultimate Kobe Bryant disrespecter, so I cannot – I think Kobe Bryant uh, was a, a, a hack. He's not that good. Um, he's basically um, Reggie Miller, um, but he played for the Lakers. Um, this, it's nonsense. I think Kawhi Leonard is leaps and bounds better than Kobe Bryant. Kawhi would wash him every time they played in the series. Um, that's just my take, though. I mean, in a way, Kobe was like the ultimate character. He kind of tricked us all into... Yeah, into believing that he's like the well, not the greatest, but you you know, like fucking amazing. <laughs> so I, I think I, most I, you ask most people who don't know that much about basketball, and you know, even some that do, and a lot of them would say he's a top twelve player all time. Yeah, like, and and I I think that's fucking insane, but I I don't know, that's just me. I guess he's just so prevalent in pop culture at this point that it's never going to go away. You know, like with everything he gets to do for ESPN now and, and, and everything, you know, social media wise and, and how every middle schooler still shouts Kobe when they throw something into the trash. It's like, I don't think we're ever going to get away from it, but I do agree with Sam that I think Kawhi Leonard would beat him in one-on-one every single time. Wait, you're supposed to yell Kobe when you shoot. I didn't want to cheat on my wife. I'm like, dude, go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, God. let's um, let's not go down. That. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Why let's not, do it. man? All in. Oh, God. Let's relitigate it. There's a reason why number eight. Why he changed? Why he changed his number? Look up what number eight did. Okay, sorry, go ahead. What do we make of the Josh Jackson saga? You want to have a hot take? Oh, I missed. Oh, I missed this. What happened with Josh Jackson? Uh, he was arrested, arrested at, at Rolling just, Loud yeah. for being, I think, just belligerent, right? Did I get that right that um, he was handcuffed and then, like, ran away while he was handcuffed? Only to get oh, yeah. Caught I think again? he tried to, like, yeah. He tried to get into, like, a place that he didn't have a ticket for and yeah. then try to force himself in. I don't know. And then, one, and then really once care. he got, and then, and then, yeah, and then once he got caught, he tried to run away from police. And... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like, like I, I like the perseverance, and you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I don't like to like with NBA players. I don't like to do the like, oh, bad character, uh, blah 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 blah. I, I don't like to do that. But with Josh Jackson, it seems very founded in reality. It, it, it just doesn't seem like he, you know, it seems like what, what like Felger made Michael or uh, made Robert Williams out to be earlier in the season. Like, that's what Josh Jackson actually is like. You know, so I don't know. He is know. he is one of the only players who has uh, mimed uh, pointing a gun and pulling the trigger at his own fans. So well, that was cool as fuck. No, that was that's yeah, cool. That was cool. No, I yeah, that's don't cool don't get my fun. tone wrong. That was cool. Um, but other than that, it's been downhill. Yeah, that's very Marcus Smart of him, um, which was one of his comps. But uh, no, Marcus Smart. <laughs> cool. um, all right. Uh, speaking well, of Marcus cool, Smart, doesn't need firearms. That's, that's right. All. It's, it's well, awful. He, he, 
He's, he's got two firearms. Oh. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> More hot cookies, two fire. <laughs> well, speaking of hilarious, um, what makes uh, Janos uh, so cool and original? Uh, nothing. Janos is Janos is an enemy of the state. He is um. <laughs> He is he is a, a, a collaborator of of Bill of, of William of Simmons. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he is an anti Kyrie chud, um, mm-hmm. and he needs he needs to go. The people need to see this. We we've been exposing him over and over again, and and, and man, it's oh. I got it. I I gotta say, Jack was right about this one. We're like we're like a couple months away from uh, Janos. Uh, just um tweeting out crime statistics um so you know we're, we're gonna see the heel turn is coming you got to get off the Janos train right now he told Kyrie to shut up and dribble i mean in response to a bill simmons tweet like that's like the that's like a that's like a two-way that's that's like two strikes right there you know that's it's, uh. it's also just Despicable. bad basketball analysis like what do you really want Kyrie to dribble more like Make more shots, maybe <laughs> take more threes. Like, come on, like let's stick to the facts here, folks. Entitlements reforms is full soup. <laughs> <laughs> Private health care, whiskey drink, <laughs> whiskey drink. <laughs> we need to do it on. Yeah. I'm watching. I'm watching many things about QAnon. Is, is, <laughs> head, head is hurt from all of these, all, all of these pedophiles that President Donald Trump will lock up and buying more Iraqi dinar for to cash in at some point when when it's full soup. Full soup. I don't know what my Jado's impression is though. So I'm just talking myself with. It's like, so. it's like Borat, but like Dracula voice. But like, <laughs> I want I to do the full soup. <laughs> full soup. <laughs> full soup. Full soup for you. <laughs> Rondos. <laughs> we need Rondos. No. No, he's, he's putting the Janos impression different every time. <laughs> I think it's like Chris Hardwick, but instead of points, it's Rondos. <laughs> That's full Rondos. God damn it! Um, okay, so uh, we agreed. Janos is racist. Um, all right, next question. <laughs> uh, what is the orthodox, correct, invariant uh, Kyrie take at this moment in time? Um, because it's not whatever Kendrick Perkins has been doing. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I mean, all right, he he sucked in the Milwaukee series. Let's just get that elephant out of the room. I, I don't know why. Yeah. I guess the best explanation was a combination of good defense and him just kind of being off. Um, or I don't know if the pressure got to him or whatever. I don't think it's, he quit, like, on the team because he was clearly, like, trying to psych himself into making more shots. Uh, it just <laughs> didn't happen. I mean, the, the correct take's got to be... we. We want him to stay because he's really good, right? Crazy. No, I mean I like. I don't know the perk thing. uh, My 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 Kyrie take is like pretty complicated because I'm also kind of sort of trying to protect myself, and he's just been so. uh, I don't want to say like aloof, but like he really is like not really tipping his hand much one way or the other, which I, I think with most NBA players means they're leaving. Um, but Kyrie is such a bizarre person that I could see that meaning, you know, one way or the other. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's not fair to put everything on Terry, but Terry's little press tour today um, and like making it clear, <laughs> like how unhappy he was. I don't know. makes me feel like, you know, that might be, that might've been part of it. You know what I'm saying? It's probably, it's not all of it, you know, like it's not fair to like put it all on Terry, even though he was the Celtics worst rotation player for most of the year. And, you know, is doing this on the way out the door is not ideal, but uh, you know, I think just Terry not being there next year and 
I don't know, the, like uh, another year with um, adding some guys who might fit a little better around Kyrie. I don't know. I, I putting Kyrie in a position where everything was not such, he's not being asked questions all the time. Like asking him where he's going to be next year, all the media stuff. I could absolutely see Kyrie like having those, those big moments that he had in the Pacers series, you know, and, and coming up, um, it, you know, in a big way against a good team next year, should he stay? I, I don't think that this thing is broken by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I do think, um, you, you know, I, I do think it is, you know, it's, it is a pretty good possibility. It's more of a possibility than I thought at the beginning of the year of him leaving. I don't know what he's going to do. Obviously, I don't think Kyrie knows what he's going to do because I think that I think he takes a walk in the woods and he looks up at the sky and he sees a bird fluttering and he's like, you know, that means something to me. And that's I'm, I'm going to make a lifetime decision based on that meaning to each his own. I do want to point out that he's pretty good at basketball outside of the, you know, last four games versus the Bucks. Uh, he wears T-shirts that promote local harvest which is this website that you can put it in your location and it will tell you all of the local csas and farms to buy organic food by local farmers that pick the fucking shit out of the ground and actually care about it so that's kind of good that's like a public good he's raising awareness so he's a cool person so i'd like to see him on the team in the future uh and i think also the cap is going to be fucked if he leaves so that's also a way of being like uh we're going to lose an all-star and probably not be able to get him back if he leaves. So that's another incentive to want him to stay. But it's like, we don't know what it is that he wants. So it's hard to make that kind of value judgment. That was a very Kyrie answer right there. Um, <laughs> all right. I was going to say, you got to channel, you got to channel these guys. You got to like get in their fucking mind space, try to vibe with them. That's just kind of what I, I've been thinking about this a lot. I don't know if you've, could tell. Yeah, come but, come yeah. come back for us, man. <laughs> we need we need you to uh, warg into Kyrie. Um, yeah, that would be that'd be useful. Oh, but you see what I did as there? As we all know, Brand does not does not work. Oh. He is not a warger when it's useful. That's not a slight on riffs. That's not. I'm not doing that mm-hmm. connection. I'm just saying about the show Game of Thrones because this is at, after all uh, a Ringer podcast network. We have to talk about Game of Thrones, so. You know, All right. Well, I'm going to say Drakaris yeah. to the rest of these questions um, and just say. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, uh, he said the word, guys. He said the word. What do you, you guys want to get off you your know, chest here you know, as, as we wind down this podcast? What, what, get, it, well, get it off your chest. Yeah. Well, you know, I was just thinking about it when Lucky was talking. And you know who um, Kyrie reminds me of a lot is Quiburn, actually. <laughs> because if you think about it, he's actually really um you know changed a lot um through the course of things and we've seen him sort of you know be a little duplicitous but we're not really sure where his allegiances lie so i, I just wanted to get that out there well, if, you, if you're back. really doing jason Concepcion, you'd, you'd spin it into that Kyrie's going to the next oh yeah we should do that i don't and know Paul I mean, yeah, I mean we gotta we also gotta address to the next wait can i can i address something here on the pod um, because I, I feel it's only fair. Um, we do have to, you know, we, we own a lot of people on this, um, you know, pod. We make fun of people. And, you know, one of the rules of the Internet is if you get owned and you are someone who owns people a lot, you've got to kind of come back to it. We've got to sort of acknowledge that Matt Moore kind of owned us with the Terry Rosier draft night tweet, the fail go away tweet. Was he wrong? I'm still playing a long game. I I I don't know I, I, I you know I, I gotta say Matt Moore might have got the last laugh there uh, as oh, much no. as um, we made fun of him. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> just saying. This truly is the we, it, timeline. It, okay. it sucks. It sucks. But you know uh, we've got to acknowledge it. Much like much like we acknowledge we had to acknowledge that Bill Mitchell was right about Trump being president. So same I energy. I thought you were going to go in the direction of us, uh, Sith, Sith board. Um, and oh, him they really, too. They taste the tears. Oh, they yes, they, he did. He yes. did. He did taste the tears. Yes, did all right, yeah. Sith Lord, um, who turned out to be a shit a, lord. Um, <laughs> got him. Damn. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Did he ever get his account back? Like, is he like a? No, he's still? he's protected. He's tweeting oh, okay. protected now. Okay, so. because I thought, yeah, I thought the. Uh, uh, the Sorry, that's a cowardly move. Oh, yeah, it, well, it, it is a coward move. He was also like, like the tweets that were found were actually like it wasn't just like him saying the n word in a song lyric. It was like actual disgusting things, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like very, very bad. <laughs> we did, we we did get a cool spinoff genre of um, other bad Bucks fans defending him in a car while eating Carl's Jr. <laughs> so that was I, I I enjoyed all of those about like how you know everybody has their bad tweets, yada yada yada. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people have some sort of bad tweets. Not those bad tweets. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I mean, if you just apologize and do a heartfelt apology, you can, yeah. you can pretty much get I, away with it. I mean, like, people forgive you if you, it, you know, as long as you only said bad stuff. <laughs> uh, but but he botched it. He botched it. The, the Bucks. Well, you know, I you, the Bucks fans did a bad job because they could have found my problematic tweets. I was tweeting positive things about Rick and Morty as recently as two years ago, so I could have been canceled as well. I mean, Matt, like he could have he could have apologized, or he could have just doubled down and protected his account, which I think is the better way to go in this scenario. Because then, like, you still think well, dude, he gets to hang person. out with the guys that give him hugs when he goes exactly. to Bucks games and exactly. says "I love you," and they get a little smooch on the cheek. Your posts keep me <laughs> big, smooch. big, big smooch wet week. Milwaukee's best smooch, <laughs> cheesy smooch. Shout out Zach for uh, doing the Lord's work. Fellow Terry Rozier yeah. under Zach. This is true. <laughs> um, anything else people want to get off their chest? Just this Terry Rozier shirt. Ooh. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's going in the Markel Fultz shirt collection that I have. Oh. And hey, what do you mean? And the smart and uh, smart and young. Yeah. Oh man, I'm, I'm no longer young. smart. Yeah. At least we still have RJ Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> RJ Hunter is my son. Honestly, the reason the Celtics lost is because they didn't put him. You know who wouldn't have gone six, uh, eight for twenty-two, three games in a row. RJ Hunter. RJ Hunter. And you know why he wasn't there? Because they didn't they, they they didn't give him a contract. They had the roster spot and they didn't sign him. This one the blood is on Danny's hands. He's had multiple times. He's messed this up. Just he saying. had a chance to make to make RJ like like a, a Quiburn, but he instead made him another character <laughs> from Game of Thrones that, that didn't do anything. That was my that was my contribution to the bit. <laughs> you know, you know, you know who's, you know who's actually Jack. That's a good point that you bring up. You know who's actually um, reminds me a lot of Quiburn, Quiburn from Game of Thrones. They're actually the same character, and if you think about Dude, it, they're a little bit. Little... <laughs> 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 <I'm dead. laughs> oh, <God>. uh, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> the title card needs to be serial. The serial logo with Series L and then Quibird like peeking out from behind. Just, just dead. Kill. No, yeah. he's, he's he's Sith Lord and and Zach is the Mountain and that's. Another Quibird is uh, Snake in the Grass. Remember that the tweet was it Mark Mark Malone. Who's the snake in the grass? No, George no, Carl. It was the old George guy. Carl is the snake. Yeah. Yeah, it's another Quiburn. Yeah, there's a Quiburn. <laughs> it's a Quiburn. Terry <laughs> two. Quiburn tier list. Uh, shout out to all the shout out to all the uh, people who named their daughter Khaleesi. By the way. <laughs> Definitely vaccinated. <laughs> totally not Terry. <laughs> totally. disease. Khaleesi's. I mean, in your local school, they let their, they let their kids go in. They let their kids go into whichever uh, private daycare they're in and yell Dracarys as their kids face measles over <laughs> all the other kids. Honestly, how? What other way is like? It's like getting walking into a fire, not knowing whether you're going to come out of it or not. But if you do, then you're immune to fire. So like, yeah, <laughs> This is my child. Not he survived. 
She survived Park Slope Preparatory uh, Preschool's Great Measles Outbreak, which claimed 13 children. <laughs> and then locked them all in the shed and burned it down. <laughs> God damn it. Well, wow, guys. Another great um, draft lottery show <laughs> uh, here on the ATO show. Um, that was uh, <laughs> Sam Sheehan, uh, Jack Michael, Lucky's Pipe, my brother Jonathan. I'm Eddie. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next time here on the ATO show. Thanks. <laughs>